welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, West Virginia. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There are so many positive things happening in West Virginia business that most people don't ever hear about. We're trying to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great career and business opportunities They're right here in our state. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in business in West Virginia, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Julie Bryan and her organization, Spark Imagination and Science Center. Julie, are you ready to get down to business? Yes, I am. Julie, I'm so honored to have you on the podcast to share your story this week. As most of our listeners know, we normally talk with business owners on this show, Today, we're taking a little different angle and talking with the leader of a very cool not-for-profit education organization doing great things in the state of West Virginia. Julie Bryan is the executive director of Spark Imagination and Science Center, located in Morgantown, uh, West Virginia, in Montegalia County, of course. Spark Imagination and Science Center is a nonprofit, hands-on children's museum and science center that inspires people of all ages to explore science and the arts through hands-on exhibits and programs that spark a lifelong love of learning. Sparks Museum has exhibits that encourage visitors to explore nanoscience, engineering, dinosaurs, outer space, health, and their own imaginations. Julie Bryan has been working with the, the museum in Morgantown since 2011. She first fell in love with museum work while she was at... Arizona State uh, Museum in Tucson, Arizona. After receiving her undergraduate degree in anthropology and classics, she worked at the Tucson Children's Museum. In 2015, while at the Spark Imagination and Science Center, she received the Small Museum Association Hunter Burley Award, which recognizes an individual's outstanding contributions to the advancement of public access and professional growth for an individual institution. I invited Julie on the show today to talk about her organization, Spark, and to share her story and give our audience some valuable insight into running a nonprofit in West Virginia. Julie, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro I gave, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your organization. Sure. So, um, Spark, one of the great things about Spark is that we're a hands-on museum. Everybody is welcome to come in when we're open and check out the exhibits. Um, We're a place where families can come together and learn and discover and grow together with our hands-on exhibits and our special events. Mm. Um, And it's really exciting to see families have that family time um, where they're spending time together learning together and um, creating together. Yeah, that's awesome. Julie, how did you get started into, you know, what, what's, excuse, excuse the, the pun, but what sparked your interest in <laughs> to being, a, you know, a museum curator, a, an executive director? What, what got you into this line of work? 
Well, I actually come from a museum education background. So when I was um, in school at U of A, I took a class where I could be a docent at the museum at the university. And so I just gave tours to school groups there. And I got really excited about the idea of informal learning and where kids get to learn while having fun and experience things. Um, and it just kind of went on from there. And I did a lot of work, mostly in history museums, actually, mm. um, and one other children's museum. Um, and just kind of as we uh, moved around for school and things like that, worked in as many museums as I possibly could until we were lucky enough to come to Morgantown. And mm. I learned that uh, people were wanting to start a children's museum here and got involved with that. Yeah. So, of course, museums in West Virginia, you know, that's nothing, you know, new. There are a lot of museums in West Virginia. But what about it, you know, from a children's museum and children's, you know, science and exploration center and imagination center? Is is this unique to the Morgantown area or are there others like you in the state of West Virginia? There are a few other children's museums or science centers in West Virginia. Uh, The Clay Center is probably the one that most people know about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there are a few others. Wheeling has a children's museum. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting a few others. And um, fortunately, I've heard of a lot of other areas wanting to start children's museums, which Mm. is very exciting to me because I think we need um, as many kids as possible to be able to experience um, a museum. We try to, you know, we have our uh, museum here in Morgantown, but we do outreach into schools and libraries, and we go all over the state as well as southern um Pennsylvania. So Mm -hmm. we try to reach out as much as we can, but knowing that um, there's people building a museum, a children's museum in Parkersburg and some other areas, that's really exciting to know that kids in that area will have something in their own hometown that they can go to as well. Yeah, absolutely. I have a good friend. He says there are three things that are essential to success. The first is education. The second is education. And the third is (laughs) education. And so I, I, I totally you know, get what you're saying. And, and right now it seems like there's a, a, a large push for STEM in education, science, technology, engineering, and math, of course, the, the acronym. And, you know, so what's your take on, on that? How do you, I mean, obviously what you're doing with the Imagination and Science Center, which is what Spark is, you guys are kind of tapping into the STEM curriculum, if, if I'm getting that right. Yeah. So, um, you know, Science learning, engineering learning is so very important right now. We need um, children to be getting excited about STEM Mm. so that they will be ready for those tech careers that we know are are just growing and are going to be important in their future to be ready for things like that. Mm, we, we do. Yeah, we definitely value the arts. Um, and we try to match up the arts with STEM whenever we can. Um, there's, there's a lot of programs that we do that, that have both of those things, um, involved. And, um, that's, that's very important to us as well. But we also, we definitely see that, kids getting excited about science at a young age, um, mm-hmm. that's going to get them ready for the future that they need. And whether they become scientists or not, it, it doesn't really matter. But to be able to, um, you know, know what's going on in the world, we need to have that that science literacy, um, scientifically literate c- 
a group of people or, you know, everybody needs to be able to understand what's happening with medicine or what's happening yeah. with anything that's yeah. going on in the world. So that's exactly. very important. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I love your passion for it. Julie, you know, I always ask people to say, you know, what does your, what's your 30 second pitch for Spark Imagination and Science Center? In other words, what is it that you, what is it that you tell people that you do when you first meet them? Um, so, well, it, it sort of depends on what they're interested in because we do a lot of different things. Um, but when it comes to definitely getting to the core of what we do, mm-hmm. it's making learning fun mm-hmm. and providing a place that, a, a way to make learning fun so that kids will get excited about science and the arts and want to pursue that and, and have that love of lifelong learning. Yeah, that's key, isn't it? It's, it's absolutely, absolutely. We yeah. need to, we need to make sure that our West Virginia kids are excited about learning and keep that excitement going as they, as they grow. Yes. Speaking of being excited, what's the thing you're most excited about for Spark right now? Um, well, we just got a new space exhibit and it's really cool. So yeah. that's, um, tell us about yeah. it. Tell us about so it. So it's, yeah. it's a new exhibit. Um, it's one that we wrote a grant for. And so we wrote the grant quite a while ago and we just got the exhibit not that long ago. So, um, it's really neat. The kids have an opportunity to, um, build with these different materials. They can build a spacecraft. Um, and then we have this uh, table. They can strap it onto this table and spin a wheel and see if it would st- it stays together, kind of like the idea of, you know, would their spacecraft stay together going out into the atmosphere? Um, so that's really fun to see what they build and what they create and what they're thinking about as they do that. Hmm. And there's also a place where they, they put they can learn about how scientists sort of see invisible things um, using um, magnets and infrared cameras and things like that. And so it's fun to watch the kids um, using that as well. So, yeah, I'm really I'm still the Mm -hmm. space exhibit's been around for a little bit now, but I'm still excited to see kids um, using that. And we just got two new pieces in our engineering exhibit as well. And there's a wind tunnel. So we have these little parachutes that the kids can Yeah, they put inside the wind tunnel and they go flying up. And you just, to see the excitement on their faces when they do that, mm. it's just, it's it's great. I mean, the, just that, that yeah, yeah, you see that spark of excitement, mm-hmm. pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it, and, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, you know, just, listening to you talk about the space program, I'm, I just cannot stop thinking about Katherine Johnson and the you know recently named Katherine Johnson Independent Verification and Validation Facility at NASA in Fairmont, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. here's a West Virginian who is key to the space program. Not only you know here from West Virginia, but she had an impact worldwide on that whole program. And I think that is that's really neat. And I don't know if you you know if you followed that story or have seen the movie or not, but uh, that's really super awesome. I think. I haven't seen the movie, but I think Katherine Johnson is awesome. I'm excited yeah. oh that they named the, yeah. the facility after her. 
And, you know, there's so much, there is actually so much science that happens mm-hmm. in West Virginia and art that happens in West Virginia. And we, we, we want to celebrate that as much as we can too. Our space weather exhibit talks about some of the research that's done here in West Virginia on um, space weather. And we hope to be able to incorporate other things like that because West Virginia is an amazing place. We do amazing things. We have amazing scientists, amazing artists, and we definitely want kids in families to see that and 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 know that because there's just really I mean as you know there's really great things happening here yeah, so absolutely. yeah and that's that's one of the purposes of the show is to actually celebrate those things because I feel like you know so often in West Virginia we get um, you know we, we appear on these lists being at the top of the bad list and at the bottom mm-hmm. of the good list it seems like every I mean every month it seems like there's a new thing coming out and if we allow ourselves to be defined by those kinds of lists, then we're we're going to be doomed, you know. And so we've got to celebrate. We got to look at the positive things that are happening and say, okay, we want more of that, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And there's just there is there's so much that's that's going on. If I could wave my wand and create the museum that I want to create, we would, every exhibit would sell, you know, we could have a whitewater rafting exhibit where you would mm. learn about water and water quality and all of that great stuff and, and buoyancy and still, and at the same time, think about how West Virginia has a great whitewater rafting, mm-hmm. um, you know, businesses and, yeah. and, and that sort of thing. I would love to be able to showcase that because there is so much here and you know, I'm a transplant. I moved here. 12 years ago, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, you know, it's not, I never really thought much about West Virginia, honestly. I never really thought I would live here. And I'm so glad that we came here because it's Mm. just, it's the most beautiful state and it does have so many amazing things going on that you would never know if you, if you weren't here. Yeah. Yep. Well, just, you know, we are glad to have you here, first of all, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and being an advocate for West Virginia and talking about it the way you do is, is fantastic. And, you know, I think about, you know, your mission there and, and, and educating and making education fun for these young people. Uh, you know, that that that's so important, you know, because one of the things that you know we hear continually is that, you know, we're losing population, you know, or, mm-hmm. or an aging population, we're unhealthy, we're not, you know, on and on and on. And, and it all starts with education. And if we can inspire these, these young people, right, and that's what you're doing. It, it's, you know, it, it could be called the Spark, spark Inspiring in Science <laughs> Center, because you're inspiring people. Inspiration is what I meant to say. Inspiration instead of imagination, because you're inspiring these young people to learn and showing them, you know, what could be Right, it's like it's almost casting a vision for you know their their future as well, and I think that's so important, especially with these young people. Well, yeah, and that's really what we want to do. We we want to prepare them for the workforce with you know our exhibits that help with critical thinking skills, our exhibits that get them excited about science and the arts, mm-hmm. and we want them to stay here and and be West Virginia's future yes. workforce. Yes. That's what we want them exactly. to be. Yeah. And we also want to create a place that makes families want to come here and mm. stay here um, because families do look for those things when they're looking for places to, to move for employment. They look, what's my, what is my child going to do here? What mm. is my family going to do here? And we want to be, you know, one of the answers to that question. That's we want to, yep. yeah. Yeah. So 
Julie, how, how are you? How is Spark funded? Is it? It's a nonprofit. Are you, are you receiving donations? I mean, well, how does that, all that work? And then, as a side aspect of that, how many staff members? How many employees do you have? Um, so we receive. So we do have some earned income, but that only gives us less than half of what we need to run the museum. Is that through um, like fees? You know, entry fees and stuff like that, or. Yeah, so okay. you um, you pay admission to come in, but if you we are uh, museums for all, which means that if you have a if you get benefits like WIC or EBT, then mm. we waive your admission. Gotcha. Um, so that way we can be available to everybody and welcome mm. everyone. Sure. Um, so we do have some of that. We also ha- we do birthday parties, so that's a way for us to generate some income as oh, well. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's a great place to have a party, but also a way for us to generate income. And then um, we have we get grants, um, so we we write grants and hopefully hopefully get those grants. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do we definitely um, rely and need um, donations from businesses as well as individuals. Mm. Um, so uh, because we are a nonprofit and we we need support in order to be able to um, do what we do. Uh, so, and staff-wise, um, it's me. I'm a full. I'm full-time, and then I have two um, part-time staff that are absolutely amazing. I don't know how I lucked out with them, and uh, they um, actually both did um, c- uh, graduated from Fairmont State, mm. um, and both uh, native West Virginians. And um, then we have uh, we also get an intern. Uh, a graduate assistant intern from WVU. That's great. And that's, that's us. So, yeah. Well, I know that you, um, you provide a, a really a great service, not only, like you said, to these students, but it's people who are relocating here. I never really thought of it that way, but that's uh, having an amenity like the Spark Imagination and Science Center right here in Morgantown. Uh, and that's where, you know, our business is as well here in Morgantown, but north central West Virginia. So talk a little bit about the, the geographic market that you serve. Uh, you mentioned that you have this outreach program uh, that goes around the state. But where are most of your um, benefactors, where are most of the, the attendees coming from? Are they, do you keep track of that and you know where you're, you know, where you're pulling from geographically? We do keep track of that. So um, most of our visitors are from Mon County, Preston County, and Harrison County. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a lot of people from um, around the state, Western Maryland, Southern Pennsylvania. And then we also, um, we get a lot of people that are traveling through and they're you know doing the car trip with the kids and they look at places along the way that they can mm. stop where they can give their kids a, a break and they come here. And some people, you know, a lot of people have to do the, the family, wherever the family is, they drive there every year. So we'll see the same people come in, you know, once a year on their trek from wherever to wherever they'll come and they'll. Mm check us out and come to us because they know that, yeah, they can have some fun and kind of get some energy out while they're here on their car trip. So we see a lot of people like that. And that's always fun to catch up with people a year later and see how things are going. Um, but yeah, and, and actually we've had, um, we do it by zip code. We, we keep track of zip codes. And so we, um, we made a map of where all the zip codes are from and we have people from a number of, um, 
a number of states as well as out of the country. So that's always really exciting to see. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Julie, I want to take a second just to mention some of the incredible sponsors we have for Positively West Virginia, and they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these companies that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest once again today is Julie Bryan. She is the executive director with Spark Imagination and Science Center based in Morgantown, West Virginia. Julie, let's get back to it. What is the vision that you have long-term for Spark? Um, Well, we need to grow. Our facility is um, too small. We're kind of bursting at the seams, both with um, we want to have more exhibits that we don't have room for, as well as um, people wanting to come in. Um, We get really full. Um, We have field trip groups that want to bring entire fourth grades, and we can't handle that kind of Mm. size. So um, we definitely need a larger space. And we want to reach as many kids and families as we can. So we want to... um, have uh, our own space, a a larger space, um, be able to do more programming, um, be able to reach out more to the state. So we do our outreach program. We'll go just about anywhere to do um, programs for classrooms and libraries. Um, But if we had more, um, if we had the ability to do it, we would definitely go more often and be out there more often because we do have to turn uh, groups away sometimes because we just don't have the mm. um, the time to do it all um, yeah. with our small staff. Sure. So we definitely have a vision for um, being able to have a just top-notch children's museum and science center where we can ha- have exhibits for um, many different ages and um Really, I mean, again, I would love to have that sort of West Virginia showcase idea um, come 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 through and then be able to reach out more into the state as well and maybe even have some um, satellite um, museums in some places. A number of children's museums across the country are, are doing that. So for smaller areas, they might have a, a small satellite museum in a county or even just um, – some exhibits that we could set up in libraries or other places mm, so that everywhere, cool. um, yeah. yeah, we'd be able to reach out to everyone. That's a great vision. Uh, I, you know, in Morgantown, where exactly are you located now? I know you said your space is, you know, some, that's part of the vision is to a bigger space. Where are you currently located? We are in the Mountaineer Mall, so off of Green Bag Road. Mm-hmm. And we have an outdoor entrance, so you can just um, drive right up and park and come right in. You don't even have to go in the mall. Um, and, um, yeah, it's it's we have great parking, so that's wonderful. That's great, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, definitely come to the Mountaineer Mall and, and visit us. Yeah, yeah. I've, it's been a while since I've been to your location, probably two years or so, and I'm sure it's changed quite a bit, but I've, I was always um, kind of just struck by the fact that this is a very cool thing to have, not only in Morgantown but in West Virginia. So I think what you're what you're doing there is is awesome. How do you how do you attract new customers, new new patrons? How do you you know how do you get the word out there about that? Um, so you know a lot of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, my um, operations coordinator is becoming a whiz at the whole social media thing. Uh, we have a website, um, word of mouth. We get a lot of marketing through word of mouth. Actually, um, that's probably the biggest reason that people come in. Um, and then, um, 
we because we have a lot of events, we are in the paper a lot as well as in the CVB event area event section on their website a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's a way that we get a lot of people. Some people just come for special events. Some people come for special events and then say, oh, I need to come here more often. Yeah. Um, right. so, yep. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. It is. We keep we have a lot of things going on and that keeps um, word out there about what we what we are and what we're doing. Yeah. Julie, what's one of the biggest challenges you face right now? Um, you know, uh, nonprofits and money, uh, getting the support that we need. That's our biggest challenge. Um, a lot of the grants don't cover things like rent and salary and stuff like that. So, um, definitely that is the biggest challenge that we have is, is getting out there, letting people know why we're important to the community and, and why, um, we need them to support us. Yeah. So, you know, our audience is primarily composed of people who are interested in making a, a positive difference in West Virginia, right? So this is a, I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to, uh, to speak right to them. Like if you were a, if you're a company, a business owner or entrepreneur, and you're, you're listening to this, what would be a reason that somebody should get engaged either financially or in some other way, maybe a service uh, project or serving on the board of directors or something like that what's, what's the thing that you would say to them? Well, investing in Spark is investing in your workforce because investing in Spark is, you know, we're hopefully creating a future workforce with getting kids excited about science. And then, like I said, we want to be that reason that people want to come and stay in Morgantown and with enough support. Um, we can we can do that. We can be one of mm. those anchors that that makes people want to come here and stay here. That's awesome. Yep, very good. And I hope everybody who's who heard that message will take that, that as an invitation to get in, involved and engage with Spark. Julie, what's one thing you do personally every day that you think contributes to your success? Uh, I really, I think, I think every day I remind myself why I'm here. I, I, every day I try to think about what did I see a child or a family do? Like what, what was that moment of excitement that I saw or understanding that I saw or, um, family togetherness that I saw. And that, that keeps me going and keeps me wanting to do more, Mm. um, because it is really, uh, it's a privilege to be able to see, you know, children get excited about things and families coming together for things. And, and that's, that's really exciting. And that's, that's what keeps, keeps me going and keeps me motivated to Mm. do whatever it is that needs to be done. I love it. And we need more people like Julie Bryan, for sure. I mean, that passion that you have for this, uh, this topic, this subject, especially with our, you know, educating and, and making education fun, learning fun for, for young people. That's so, so cool. And I just, I love that. Uh, and I'm encouraged by that too. So thank you for that. Thank you. What's, Julie, what's one resource you use in your organization that you just can't live without? 
Um, you know, the West Virginia Nonprofit Association is really amazing. Mm. Uh, they do amazing things. So if you're a nonprofit, I would suggest you join. And if you're a business, I would suggest, um, you know, if you can support us and support WVNPA, that is amazing. They're just doing amazing things for nonprofits. And the stronger the nonprofits are in West Virginia, the stronger West Virginia is. Mm. So that's an organization that... Um, has a lot of resources for nonprofits. They do an amazing conference every year. It's it's just a great organization. It hasn't been around all that long. Um, it's it's I don't maybe five years. I'm not sure, um, but they're they're wonderful. Yeah, we'll great sure resource. We, yeah, thank you for sharing that. We'll make sure we uh, find the link for that and put that in the show notes as well for our listeners. Julie, you know, obviously you're doing amazing things out there. Sometimes it's a struggle with the finances like you talked about. Sometimes it's a struggle with the location like you talked about. But as a as a executive as an executive director for a nonprofit, you're in a leadership position. And I always like to ask folks about, you know, your your philosophy on leadership and the things that you think uh, what does it take to be an effective leader in today's day and age? I have a great team and I think that really letting your team, um, you know, not micromanaging, but letting, trusting your team Mm -hmm. and we're a small team, but Mm -hmm. trusting your team and it's amazing what they do and, and, and what they, what, yeah, they're just wonderful. And so trusting them and, um, have when when you can ask for opinions and be open to opinions and open to ideas i yeah. think that's a really important part of leadership yeah absolutely good good thoughts and thank you for sharing that i want to ask you the kind of like the the converse side of that which is followership you know we we talk a lot about leadership in the world today but w- one of the things that interests me is what does it take to be an effective follower so can you give me your thoughts on on you know what does what does it take to be somebody who is known as an effective follower? How would you describe that? Wow, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, it might be the same answer is just mm-hmm. being open to new ideas. I mm-hmm. mean, as a leader, you have to be open to new ideas. And as a follower, you have to be open to new ideas. You have to think critically about all of those ideas mm-hmm. and make sure that you're looking at whatever that that ultimate goal is or that mission, we're always comparing what we want to do to our mission and if it fits our mission. But um, if you can, if you can do that, then being open, open to um, ideas, I I think that's, that's really important. Mm, That's very cool. I I like your perspective on that. And, and, you know, there's some different thoughts that I have on that, but, and, and I appreciate your, your candor because I feel like, you know, without, in other words, it has, you have to be an effective follower to be an effective leader, I believe. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I love just asking those two questions to my guests because it, it just really gets me thinking about different ways of looking at those two things. Because ultimately everything in in the world, you know, rises and falls on leadership, but we don't talk, in my opinion, don't talk enough about followership. And uh, it's just something I like talking about and I appreciate your your uh, thoughts on that as well so Julie we've spent you know the last 27 28 minutes talking about spark is there anything that you would like to add that we haven't covered in this conversation 
Um, wow, I think we covered a lot. Um, yeah, I guess, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I guess just um, you know, I encourage everyone to just um, check out Spark and see what we're doing, mm-hmm. and and think about what we are doing, um, not just for families in West Virginia, but for the community. Um, think about if you are able to get involved and reach out. I'm happy to, my email is on our website and, you know, you can email me, you can call me and I am happy to talk with you about how maybe we can support each other, how we can partner, um, those, I, I, and what, you know, what you would want to see Mm. as something that would happen with, with Spark and the future of Spark. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I would, uh, you know, we're going to have the, the website is sparkwv.org. We'll have links mm-hmm. to that to the, to your website. Um, but I would encourage people to go up and check it out. You know, bring your kids. You know, oftentimes you hear, well, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. <laughs> well, Spark Imagination and Science Center is an awesome place to go hang out for a day and then come back, right? For birthday parties, rentals, you got memberships, you got a you know, calendar of events on, on your website. I would encourage people to go check that out uh, for sure. Uh, Julie, it's been an honor to have you on the podcast today. I think what you're doing is amazing, uh, not only for Morgantown, but the entire state of West Virginia. So I would encourage you to keep it up. You're doing great work out there. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jim. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of organizations, companies, and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Julie Bryan and Spark Imagination and Science Center in Morgantown, West Virginia, Our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments, encouragement, and reviews of the podcast on on iTunes. That's great, too. We've got several reviews on there, and and, uh, we encourage that and appreciate that as well. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 